tell me when you're gonna start because I'm gonna get nervous. That's true. Yeah, I won't. Well, I can see the it says watched, The other day I watched Between Two Ferns with Paul Rudd. Have you seen the one with Paul Rudd? Yes. And Zach Galifianakis just keeps going like basically like making fun of him for being like a mediocre kind of like C-list actor. So oh, he kind yeah. of say that like how hard was it to reach reach like the C-list? <laughs> you know, Paul Rudd's like, oh yeah, it wasn't very hard at all. He's like, you know, most people would shoot for the A-list, but not you. <laughs> yeah. I and I'm I don't know. They said something about like hiding your Jewishness. Yeah, that's hides- right. Yes. Um, he's so funny. I- and between two ferns is really funny. Or the next between two ferns, between I think so. between two nerds. <laughs> there we Look go. At Look, at Look at us. That's also a Paul Rudd thing. That so. is Paul Rudd. Just he has changed pop culture for the good. Mm-hmm. Ant Man, Ant Man, pretty much Ant-Man. just Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's been thank everywhere. God for, thank God for Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I feel like Zach Galifianakis, though. Sorry to interrupt. Zach Galifianakis, though. He had, you know, the hangover one, two, and three. Yeah. What else First, next two were just wastes of movies. They didn't need to make them. The last two? Yeah, they had their, they had their first one. It was good. They should have stopped. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, he was in something called Due Date. I don't know if you ever saw Due Date. Robert with Iron Man. With yeah, Iron Man, yeah, and he's funny in that too. But then he kind of I don't was he in anything after that? Well, the Between Two Fern movie. Right, which is his own thing though, right? It's on Funny or Die, and uh, which I think is run by Will Ferrell, maybe. Yeah. So he's got that show, and then he made that movie, but like it doesn't seem like he's on anything kind of mainstream. He was in Birdman. I don't know what it is, but I watched an interview on it. Hmm. It's with Emma Stone, Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that one. He's in baskets, whatever that is. Oh, he's a clown. That's right. Yeah. Does he play like two people? Or is that a different one where he plays two people? I don't know. I. How do you know about baskets? Because I watched an interview on it. And it oh, said, gotcha. I think there was a... Okay, let me look it up. It's... Uh, what we'll we'll give zach a second while zach's doing this hey everyone welcome back to uh the sixth episode of things that should stay between zach and eggers well the people wanted it so we got to give it to them okay Mm -hmm. this is our quarantine edition yeah first ever zoom one we'll call them the quarantine sessions we'll make it kind of hip like that yeah um it's because i'm dying Zach, if you haven't noticed back there, he is definitely in a hospital. So, mm-hmm. JK, JK, um, everybody's all right. But coronavirus, it's getting big. So, yeah, we're yeah. apart. He's six feet. He's just right right over there. But mm-hmm. we're doing some uh, quarantine sessions here. Okay, Zach, do you get it for us? What, what do you got? It's baskets. I was right. Baskets, yeah. And he's a clown, right? He plays the lead character, yeah, troubled clown, Chip Baskets, but also Chip's egomaniacal brother Dale. Yeah, that word is maniacal, just so you know. Maniacal, egomaniacal. I love that his name is Chip Baskets. (laughs) Chip Baskets. That's a great lead character name. 
His his full name, well, Zach Galifianakis. His full name is Zach Arias Knight Galifianakis. Wow, did Big you one. choose your name then because of him? Yep, my parents. I was born. And they saw a chubby fat man. Weird mm-hmm. as a baby. So they named you Zach Galifianakis Wood, right? Mm-hmm. That's my middle name. Uh huh. Yeah. Just G for short. It's just Zach G Wood. Ooh, I like that. And it like like gangsta, gangsta. Yeah, I say it's gangsta, but everyone who knows everyone else knows it's Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, what well, I have Natalie Portman right here written down. Natalie Portman, yeah. So a while that. back, and we've had some time between our our podcast episodes here, but Zach got into Natalie Portman. Watched a, a movie called V for Vendetta. Starring mm-hmm. Natalie Portman and others. And, and the guy from The Matrix. The guy from The Matrix, right? He's the mm-hmm. main character, right? Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman, in famous scene, shaves her head, looks like a boy. So go ahead, Zach, tell us about Natalie Portman. Well, yeah, uh, she looks like a boy in one of her... No, that's not true. Um, hmm, where do I start? She has a husband and two kids. Who's she married to? Some ballerina boy. Like he's like a ballet like like um instructor. I think he's like does ballet, but he like coaches it. Oh but you can't really like there's no boy name for ballerina. It's like ballerina. Ballerino, I think it's a Spanish, it's a he she thing, oh, right? So he's she's married to a ballerino. hmm So I think I think I'm, that sounds better than ballerina boy. <laughs> I think one sounds more rude than the other. <laughs> insult ballerina boy ballerina boy right that sounds like something you call your enemy like look at that ballerina boy mm-hmm. well what's another one what's like a hmm what do like ballerinas do though they like spin pirouette? they what they spin they like break toes yeah they go up on their toes um i don't know what you would make fun of somebody for that though my mind just keeps going places I can't say. Like, I don't know. We got to keep this rated G for gangsta. Mm-hmm. Uh, cooking, cooking, cooking cow. It's like ballerina boy, but. Yeah, it is. Cooking cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Natalie Portman's married to this ballerino and has a couple of kids. What is Natalie Portman famous for? What is she not famous for is the better question. Mm. Um, I'd say Star Wars. I think that's her big thing. Oh, that's right. Padme. Princess Padme. Yes. And then what else? Uh, she was in that Black Swan movie. Yeah, that was popular. Not as real swan. I don't think. I haven't watched it. <laughs> she could be a real swan. <laughs> Turns out that's actually what she is. <laughs> She's a swan. <laughs> And then she's in SNL. She's done SNL skits. Oh, okay. This is another thing. That's why I brought her up. It's because I was going to say SNL. Been watching some of their stuff. Never watched it before. Oh, interesting. Do you have any favorites so far? Anything with Bill Hader is my favorite. So it sounds like you kind of go with like the early 2010s kind of cast. Because that's like when Bill Hader was really famous. Yeah. So yeah, like not recent not... ones and not like the really old stuff. Yeah. How old's really old? Like the 60s? 
Uh, no, I think the 70s is when it started. Maybe 1975. Oh, like, yeah, I heard Adam Sandler was in it. I mean, I don't think that was a 75, but. Right. That was probably more like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Right. 75 um, would have been probably like Dan Aykroyd. You know who Dan Aykroyd is? Let me look him up. Okay. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Ack. Oh, yeah, he's the guy from uh, Busters, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevy so, Chase, the guy from that weird, like, motorhome movie? Are, what? What's it called? I don't know. He's, is he the Christmas guy? He's I have a the National Lampoon Christmas that Vacation. Guy. Yeah, yeah. where he does the thing with the wires. And they like all the lights. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that yeah, so those guys are the kind of the old crew. Then the 80s is probably like, uh, well, it might be like more like 90s. Chris Farley. I know him. He's a big guy that died. Yeah, exactly. Right. And David Spade. Mm, David, David Spade. Yes. He's okay. Adam Sandler. He's what? Adam Sandler's friend. He's in Grown Ups, I think. Yeah, exactly. And so Chris Farley had that like, I live in a van down by the river. And like, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Look it up right now. But apparently Chris, people liked him. Yeah, so. I think it's Chris Foley, I think is his name. Mm. And it's Chris Foley, van down by the river. I think that's what it is. Oh, yeah, but it came up. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it's a classic one. He's talking to the, he's talking yeah, to David about, about drugs. Mm. Yeah. But uh, then it goes to like Will Ferrell and all those guys, uh, Chris Kattan, Jimmy Fallon. Ooh, yeah. And then it gets to like the Bill Haters, um, which that is, those, those guys are good. Uh, who else is in it? He plays in that new show, Mr. Mayor. Hmm. Have you heard about this new show? No. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's this new show on NBC about somebody that wins the I don't know, mayorship. I don't, I don't know the word for that, but, and his, his like assistant, Bobby Moynihan, that's his name. He plays in the Bill Hader kind of generation of SNL. Bobby, I don't know who that is. I, he plays I a character called Drunk Uncle. Uncle. I know the, what's his name? Keenan something? Yeah, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, that's, that's like the only person I know. How is Keenan famous, Zach? Why don't you tell us how Keenan's famous? <laughs> is it from Good Burger? Is he the guy in that? Yeah. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to be wrong. Gotcha. Well, he's famous from All That, which was a show on Nickelodeon, and then Keenan and Kel. And then they made Good Burger. And now, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years later, it's, uh, he's, he's on SNL. I think Keenan is their longest member i think he's been on the show the longest out of anybody hmm. probably yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm just saying that's a fact i don't yeah <laughs> he's still there yeah he's still there right now mm -hmm. hmm. do they still like make them like every saturday every saturday yeah during their season when's their season like i think it's like when normally tv shows are from like fall to spring and then they take the summer off Hmm, that sounds tough. You gotta like make funny stuff every Saturday. Yeah. Every week. Right. So writing for it's probably pretty tough, but also like being an impromptu 
like sketch artists would be tough. Yeah, yeah we couldn't do it. That's why we took a month break. Yeah, we couldn't figure out new material. It wasn't coming anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, new material. We're writing a writing a book, a movie thing. We've been struggling. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say struggling. It's just the woes of being creative, being a creative being. Here's our like, we have a start and a finish, and we've been like everywhere around, but haven't finished it. Yeah, it's gonna be great though once it all gets put together. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people just watch out for it. Maybe this year, maybe next, maybe a decade from now, but you watch out for it because it's going to be big. I've been thinking about it and it's like, is it that good of an idea? It's a, it's a funny name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, like, it's not an idea. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the being creative part, right? We got to we gotta bring it to life. That's the hard part. It is. I think We've someone else should a couple of versions. We've had three, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had three versions. We can't spoil it though. Yeah, you, that's all right. We're gonna hold back. Right. Um, so beyond that, then let's talk about movies though, because movies are good. And during this COVID season, this quarantine season, especially in January right now, all we're, we're just locked up in our houses. So movies are the go-to. Zach, have you seen any good movies lately? Yes, we both know. We both watched Tenet. Uh same forward and backwards. I, yeah. did you read any uh any stuff on it you're if you didn't know this about zach zach's a guy that watches something and then will watch like at least 10 youtube videos on it and read a bunch of stuff on it and figure out every actor and actress on it so that he I knows everything about it because i didn't understand the movie so i had to so had did to you think that there was like something to do like tenon is the same forward and backwards right oh and then all the names yeah yeah all the names are like a part of this like weird cube thing that has like names it's- on it what is it called? The something cube or something yeah, square? Yeah. Pennant square? No, pennant square is for biology. Not pennant. I said tenant. Oh. Is it? Oh, well, okay. So it's like. That's a Sator. square. <laughs> I said Sator. Or no, it says Sator or whatever. Sator. Yeah. That's the guy's name. And then it says like opera, but like backwards. Right. And then it's tenant. And then it says opera. And then it says like rotest, which is say backwards. So it's a big palindrome. Yeah, right. And tenant goes right in the middle because it's the same, yeah, forward yeah. and backwards. Which, you know, I don't know who chooses the name of movies, but really smart on their part, right? Tenant, the word is the same forward and backwards. And the whole movie is about time travel, like going forward yeah. and coming backward. Like it just blows me away that somebody was able to piece that together. And I'm pretty sure also like the word tenant means like something too. Um, principle, belief, or doctrine generally held to be tr- okay this way. Um, oh yeah, that's a tenant. Okay, that makes sense. Your principle or belief. I don't know, but it's like I saw some Christopher Nolan interview and he was like yeah. explaining like, I don't know, about it. Yeah, I mean, what did you what what did you think about the movie? Let's start with a rating. Let's start with you. We're gonna, one to ten. You have to rate it because I don't want to. Okay. okay, I'll start. Uh, nine points, nine through ten. I just got to pick. Zach only rates things nine to ten. Life is too good for Zach. You can't go mm-hmm. below a nine. I would say eight and a half. 
I'd give that movie an eight and a half. What? You what can you, un- you understood it and only gave it an eight and a half. Yeah, I you know, and maybe it's just because I've watched it more, but I would say I really enjoyed Inception over it. Part of Inception that I like though is that Inception didn't deal as much with time. It dealt more with like space, like spatial recognition. And so that's a little easier to understand that like when somebody was asleep and they start, you know, tipping over or whatever, that like in their dream, they're also tipping over. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. One, you know, there's moments where it's like because it's time travel, it's just such a hard concept that you can like be like, what? I'm poking holes in it, you know? Yeah, you can just, you just poke a lot of holes in it. But in like the beginning of the movie, they said, don't try to understand it, just feel it. So I didn't, I didn't ask questions. I just felt that. Right. I think a couple of, well, let's, before we get off on that. So I give it an eight and a half. I think Interstellar was better by him. I think Inception was better by him. Okay, Inception maybe it was better, but Interstellar was not better. Oh, I love Interstellar. That's where you're wrong. Oh, Interstellar's so good. It's okay. Like, what was your rating then? Like a nine, nine point six. I mean, really, that, that's just you giving it a six out of ten, then, since okay, it's only out of nine. Nine point nine. <laughs> gotcha. It was it was really good, but it's not a ten because I really didn't understand it, and the you couldn't hear what they were saying, like you yeah, that I think that was key. You know, when I read that review before I watched it, and they said, "Hey, put the subtitles on," it it made it a lot easier to process it. Mm-hmm. I was watching on like this thing. Like I said, I needed to download the subtitles. I was like, I'm good. Yeah, right. Did you notice that it was like the sound, like the the background sound was overpowering their their speech? Okay. I heard that it was like made during like quarantine and they like did the editing of like sound on some like phone or something. I don't know. Okay. And they they just, I don't know. They like made the background too loud. Gotcha. Very well, possible that, because yeah, it was, it was really loud. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the plot line then. Um, I really like that. You can't. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think what I love about I love Christopher Nolan movies. They're they're kind of dark. They're kind of seedy. There's a ton going on that you got to pay attention to. So yeah. right when it starts off and they're running into the uh, opera house. Yeah. You know, it starts automatically with something big. And that was the same with like all the Batman movies, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, Bane blows up the football field or whatever. Like there's always something that kind of gets you going with. Yeah. Which I think is really important because it gets the viewer into it. Right. right. Yeah. Within seconds, you're kind of like, what's going on? All of that was really cool, except for you just don't know what's happening. Like why, why are they trying to kill this guy or rescue him or whatever? And that's the first time that you see the bullet get sucked back into the gun, right? And you're kind of like, did I see that right? Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, that's a that's a cool thing to kind of go, whoa, what was that, right? Like, what just happened? And I'm reminded of when we watched Shutter Island. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the it like- would take the drink and it was gone and you're like, wait, what? where's this glass at? And it was like, yeah. crazy. And we don't so learn until like later, which is right. what that yeah. Exactly. Which, and then, I don't know, I didn't understand any of that part. Uh, was, like, Robert Pattinson's guy there? I heard that he was, like, like in that scene and, like, saved well, I mean, him. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So now let's fast forward to the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, Robert Pattinson, who, by the way, I you have heard me say this before. I think he was the the main character, the best character in it. Yeah, I agree. He okay. I didn't like him before the movie because yeah. I didn't like Twilight and I thought he was stupid. But I take it all back. I think he's a great actor. Oh, interesting. He, wow, this changed it for you. I think he did really well. I actually, before I watched it, I thought he was going to be the bad guy. Yeah, he kind of looks like a bad guy. Yeah, like all the little posters and stuff have the main dude, and then uh, they have him kind of in the background, and I was like, oh, he must be the, like, sketchy dude in it. Yeah. And he's still- to find out who's the one that really knows everything. Yeah, but, like, halfway through, he, like, still kind of, like, you didn't know if he was the bad guy or not. Right, especially when the main character kind of grabs him and is like, somebody's telling us, telling them yeah. our secrets. Yeah. It was like, ooh, something's happening. But if we fast forward to the end, like almost the very end, spoiler alert. Um, you should have said that before all of this. Spoiler he, alert. You know, he, he they want to take all the, the pieces, those eight pieces. What was that thing called? That like big total ooh, yeah. thing? I don't know. Okay. They were trying to take him apart, remember? And he was kind of like, oh, I'm going to go with this other guy. And he's kind of like, oh, you're leaving. And he's like, yeah. Basically, he kind of says, like, I'll have to do this again. Yeah. Like, we may have to come back and, like, run this whole thing again. And mm -hmm. that would make sense then that maybe he was at the opera house at the start, right? It was just him in the future coming back to, like, save this guy now. Yeah. I think that's what he does. I think then he'll go through it and then he dies. And then he's, yeah. like, doesn't he, like, die or something? There's, like, he was on the floor, but then he like went in reverse, opened the door. The little was, gate, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, where the guy shoots him. Was that guy dead? Yeah, I don't know. I think he did die in that in that thread of time, right? Yeah. So I think that's what that guy is. So when he says he has to go do it again, I think he's the one that then goes through it again. And then he's the one that dies. And then the other version of him goes through and then redoes it and then dies. So he's in like a loop, like looper. So I was going to bring that up is that, you know, I told you that this reminded me of Looper. And remember in Looper, it's like, if you go back to the past and kill somebody, obviously they won't be there in the future. Yeah. But if you kill somebody in the future, right, the past self gets to live up at least to that point. And that's yeah. kind of what this felt like a little bit was like, he gets killed when he's trying to like open that gate, mm -hmm. but like that's a future self. So it doesn't affect him currently, right? Like he's just going to die sometime and get shot. But for right now, he's fine. Yeah. And then, yeah, which, I, okay, I watched, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I watched, like, a theory video that said he was, like, the girl's kid, like, the bad guy and that girl, like, their son, it says that he, like, oh. was that kid, like, he grew up, and that's how he knew him from the past, because he says, I'll see you, like, again, like, this is the end for me, but the beginning for you, so I think he's yeah. that kid, he grows up, they're friends, and then then he like sends the stuff back and I don't know and it all starts again so it's like a big loop yeah that makes sense that's really interesting I don't know if I would have put that together at all that he might have been their kid yeah. the one thing that I did not like was when she's trying to stall the 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 bad guy in it yeah and then finally is like oh, I can't do this and then just like shoots him and it's like oh no that's gonna screw everything up and then she dri dives into the ocean and gets back and they're like you went too quick and she was like oh I trust that they did it and I was just like, that part to me is like, that means it had to be like instantaneous. Like she killed him and they saved the stuff. Yeah. She I was like, kind of like, uh, I wish she just would have waited. She like shot him and then like 
pushed him off and he like landed on like the thing. Did you see me like bent and then he like flopped down? And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's horrible. Right. Mm. It was cool though. I mean, the storyline that gets kind of put at the beginning, which is, you know, when they find her and she says, oh, I saw somebody dive off his boat. What a, you know, weirdo. Yeah. And then it's really cool that all of that came full circle at the end when it's actually her diving off the boat, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like it was all yeah, like in that one scene where he's like gonna beat her up with that belt or whatever, and like she brought it up and he didn't like understand what she was saying. Yeah, he's like it wasn't one of his girls, it was like her from the future. Right. Now here's the question though, right? Time play, it's hard. They're coming up on the little boat, they see her dive off. The woman in the boat then thinks that that was like somebody he's having an affair with right yeah she then gets off her boat gets onto the main yacht and he's dead because that woman just killed him yeah but, I still don't know. right but that woman eventually is going to run into the main character and go oh we were on my yacht and this woman dived off of it yeah so like how does it keep going if he's dead now you know like yeah that's what i was that, i was going to bring that up but i didn't want to think about it because yeah that's the tough part yeah. I also, I did enjoy the fact that the main character, who I didn't really like a ton in it, I thought he was too, like, trying to be too cool, always like, oh, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. just always, like, trying to process what was going on, but I did like at the end, he started to realize that he's in more control of all of it than maybe he thought at the beginning. Yeah. Like, he, he's I, controlling some of the time stuff. I thought he did really well. I, I think the... One thing that was weird is just like he tried to say like a lot of jokes that I didn't know if like they were jokes. Gotcha. They were like jokes, but it was like weird. It just didn't seem like the right time. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it was good. Um, I was going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. There was something I was going to say. I thought the coolest scene was when the, and this one I read was like super hard to film, right? They're doing that car chasing, which again, classic Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, I feel like loves like military sized vehicles. Yeah. Like I'm reminded of like in Batman, you know, like the military sized vehicle like crushes everything. And then in this one, it's like holding the the uranium or whatever they need, you know. So like the the fire truck blocks it and the like other cars semi and like yeah. He just loves like really big machines, I feel like. Yeah. But he he like for real crashed that plane into like that. Yeah, that's nuts. I was like real. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, here's what's weird about that. You get one try at that. (laughs) If you mess up, you're just you're done. Yeah, like there's no getting another plane for a billion dollars after that one. There's like a lot. Of, I think, yeah, I like noticed that. I don't know. There's like things that I feel like he has one try at, and if he gets it wrong, that's yeah. a lot of money he wasted. That's true. Must be a pretty good like director then, right? Yeah. Um, but so it was your, the car- oh sorry, go ahead. What's your favorite scene? You're about to start it. Uh, yeah. It's the car chase scene where they're like. They grab the stuff, they start going, and then all that weird stuff starts to happen, right? Like people are going backwards and the car is like spinning, coming towards them. And they're like, what's happening? Yeah. And I love the fact that five minutes later, you realize it was the main character in yeah. the future coming back to it. So that yeah. car spinning, it all came together right then. I really love that. As soon as you said your favorite scene, I thought of that scene for mine, my favorite scene. But then, yeah, I knew we were going. So we have the same favorite scene. Oh, who would have thought? It was a good one because yeah you're like why is this car here and it's just kind of like destroyed so like yeah but then we find out yeah yeah i feel like i think he is he the writer of it also or is there a writer and he just produced it or directed i I was wondering that like if he came up with that idea or if the writer just like told him to film it i'm guessing he 
Oh, you think he wrote it? Because I was going to say, I think about the movie we were just talking about, the one we're making. Think about how much he had to go back through to say like, okay, this is happening going forward, but this is happening going backwards Mm -hmm. and have to tie all those loose ends together. Yeah. That's tough. I feel like after you have the idea of it and like you, you like write the full thing, I feel like it's, it'd be easier to just start like putting things like that in. Like he could have just said, those bad guys had that car, that gray car that the protagonist was in. Mm -hmm. And then he like, well, I don't know. It was just like one of their people. And he could, I don't know, he could have said that, but then he could have like went back through writing. He'd be like, oh, it'd be cool if we did that. And then he just like adds that. Do you think that he wrote the whole movie going forwards and then started over again, kind of thinking about it like going backwards? Maybe. I saw an interview that said like every, that for his writing process, he like, he wouldn't, like if he didn't like, okay, so he'd write the whole, like he'd write part of it. And if he like wanted to change something that he already wrote, he'd just restart writing. Like he the wouldn't whole move. It. He just, yeah, he'd just restart the whole. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why, but. I mean, the cool part about a movie then is that that probably took him a lot of time, right? But when you get done with it, you also get like a big payday. It's not like, it's not like you finish something you worked on for three years and get like, you know, a thousand dollars for it it's like he gets done with this three-year process gets paid you know 50 million for it and it's like okay that all paid off in the end yeah it's like it was fun and you get paid so yeah it's a win. so yeah um i think we our podcast is running out of time we got getting close to the end here yeah so i think i wish we could have talked about more we have a lot to say but Hey, episode seven. Maybe that's what we'll just wait for episode seven. We got a lot to talk about, including want to give the viewers a little bit of what's coming up there, Zach. Episode seven. Well, dreams. We got to talk about some dreams. I agree. Uh, the morning show. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the morning show. Truman show. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot more. Yeah. There's some crazy stuff happening too, right? We talked COVID a little bit. We got an inauguration happening this week. So I'm sure there's a lot to talk about the next time we get together. Yep. Cool. Well, good seeing you, man. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Things That Should Stay Between Zach and Eggers. Peace. Catch you later. Okay.